this is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. And Equip to work, Hebrews chapter 13, 20 through 21. Equip to work, Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. If you have your Bible, read that text. There's an, <clears throat> excuse me, an outline of this on the back side of your announcements. You'd like to use that. Coming in close to the end of the book of Hebrews, um, another week or two, next week is communion so we'll have a, a message probably not out of the book of Hebrews for that uh, Christmas will be here soon we will after we're through with Hebrews another week or two in the scripture that's left I, I'm thinking about taking the last verse by itself grace be with you all uh, so we'll see how that goes and then we will go to the book of Matthew next after we're through with Hebrews Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Some call this the, the great benediction out of the book as we come to the end. Now, 
May the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will. Let me, while we got that scripture on the screen, make you complete, oftentimes complete and perfect are used almost almost interchangeably. Perfect wouldn't be bad, and complete is a good word. Another way to say it is, is equipped, equipped, to equip, so that, uh, that Jesus would make you complete or equip you in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I struggle with these scriptures was uh, what not to say, what direction to not take. And verse, verse 21 is what we will key in on, that Jesus Christ has established us and equipped us for every good work to do his will, working in you. So he's asked us to do his work. He, he has a, a purpose for us, a calling for us, a work for us. And it's his will. It's to please him. And whatever it is that he calls you to do, has asked you to do, whatever work he's given you to do, whatever purpose he's established and made you for, that he will be working in you to accomplish that work. A lot of different directions that I could take. And my struggle to find the direction actually helped me to find the direction. And so uh, what we're going to concentrate on more is that part of the thought of him working in us. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, but I do want to cover, I don't want to completely ignore that he's given us a work to do, a calling, a purpose. And it would, and I've, I've, I have in the times past spent a lot of time on this. What is your calling? What is your purpose? What is the, the work that, that God has for you? Why did he make you? And that comes to the, uh, the question that a lot of people ask, what am I here for? What, what am I here for? What did, what did God make me for? And so we're just going to cover that just a little bit, but, but primarily concentrate more on him working in you to accomplish that. So as we go through the, uh, the outline, the first three scriptures that I've got, we're not going to spend a lot of time, but we are going to look at for a little bit that work that God has created you for. Uh, Ephesians 2.10, we're already there. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, right? He, we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. He's made you for something. There's a reason he, that you're here, and, and you need to find that. You, need to find, you, you will never be happy until you find that. So we're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You, you see that, right? That God has prepared beforehand. Before you were born, before you were made, God had a design and a plan for you. He's got you here for a reason, a purpose. And you know, find what that is. Genesis 2.15 Kind of a, that's kind of where the title page came from. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Just as simple as that. You know, what, what did Adam and Eve do? Worked in the garden. 
that's it. Then they would walk with the Lord in the cool of the day, and they would talk with the Lord and just go back working in the garden. It's not really more complicated than that. And it could be that what God's made you for really isn't as complicated as maybe sometimes we make it. Just sometimes the task, the, the thing he's made us for, is you know, it's pretty clear, pretty simple. Uh, Acts 9-6, this is Paul on the road to Damascus, and he meets Jesus, sees the, the, the blinding light, and hears the voice of, of Jesus as he talks to Saul. He's not Paul yet. And uh, in Acts 9-6, so he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, Arise, go into the city, and you will, you will be told what you must do. So anyway, Saul sees the blinding light, and hears the voice. This is his conversion experience. The first thing that Saul asks about, talks to the Lord about, is what? What do you? He didn't say, Jesus, what have you done to me? Uh, he didn't say, Jesus, what are you going to do next? He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And when you're praying, if you don't know what it is the Lord wants you to do, then that's a great thing to ask. Lord, what do you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Okay. Uh, I think I know what the Lord wants me to do, but he's always tweaking it a little bit. And I'm always figuring out more as the Lord leads me, and I'm leading into the next thought. All right, you know, I could, I could just stay there about what, what the Lord wants you to do, but you'll figure that out. Now, it's Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, working in you and through you to get that done. Whatever it is the Lord's asked you to do, whatever he's made you for, he's, he has created you for, you'll, you'll figure that out if you really want to. He'll show you. But now this, and it will be, this lifelong effort, discipline of allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you to accomplish what, uh, whatever it is he's asked you to do. Philippians 2.13 for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. So it's the Holy Spirit working in you to do what he wants you to do. That's the issue for the rest of the day, for the rest of our time. That's what we're going to talk about. This Holy Spirit working in us to accomplish that. I thought about that, of course, and I prayed about that. And if you're looking at your, at your outline, this won't, obviously isn't going to be all on the screen all at the same time. But I was uh, just praying about that, and so many things to say. We've already, just in a very short time, talked about a really big issue. God, what did you make me for? But now, okay, God, how am I going to do that with you working in me? Man, there's just so many directions I could take with that. What I finally, after my struggle, and therein it actually was the answer, with my struggle with all of that, I just, I just okay. I just sat there and I was praying. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to take like the first big three things that come into my mind about what would I talk to someone about 
about allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you through your work and through your life. What would I talk to someone about, about this is how you do it, okay? Or, boy, I shouldn't have said it like that because the way you do it and the way I do it is not going to be the same thing. But maybe some uh, things to look for. Uh, another way to say it, some things that I've learned, okay? I've only, I've just picked the top three, <laughs> the top three. Uh, I could go on and on and on, but we're just going to look at the top three. The top three is t timing and something that a country preacher said, and we'll come back to that. And then the last one is being spiritually aware. And so timing is the first one. Timing. The Holy Spirit working through you, timing, getting the timing right, okay? Galatians chapter 4, 4 says, says, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born, born of a woman, born under the law. But when the fullness of the time had come, we'll just leave that scripture up there, the timing. God operates and he moves and he works by timing. Uh, eventually, not right now, but eventually we're going to turn to Acts chapter 17. In fact, it's the last one. But in that chapter, Paul also says that God has appointed a day in that, we're, in that when he will judge all men. God has appointed a day. Bible also says that it has been appointed unto man once to die. All of that means there's a, there's a timing involved. All right. God does not evaluate. God does not adjust. God does not think about it. He's not adjusting the plan. He's not waiting to see what happens. But he's waiting. This is, this is key. These are like the, the if, if, if I had a, just a chance to talk to you about how the Holy Spirit could be working in your life, this would be one of the top three, the timing. God is not waiting to see what happens in your life, but he is waiting. What's he waiting for? The right time. The right time. In that sense, in that sense, he is, in a sense, watching the clock. When the fullness of the time had come, right? He's watching the clock. There's already this preset time. And at this certain time, Jesus will come. The message is not about, it's not about Christmas yet. But this is just, an, just as a, a great example of God using Time And he's waiting for that time. And so in the Old Testament, there's a lot of scripture that talks about this is what it will be like. This is what he will be like when Jesus comes. But he's not coming yet. You have to wait. Waiting. God is waiting. And so what? What's that got? Then you have to wait with him. Okay? You can't get... You can, but you don't need to. You shouldn't be getting ahead of him. You've got to wait. Now, the problem with all that is when, when, when you pray, let me go this way. When you pray, God is going to answer one of three ways. He's going to say yes, 
or wait or no. Okay, every, every answer to prayer has to fall in to one of those three things. Yes, wait, or no. Okay, on wait, what are you waiting for? Okay, that's where he's not really going to, de- going to describe it to you. He's probably not going to explain it to you. He may or he, or he may not. He just, there's sometimes the answer to prayer is going to be wait. And so what do you do? Wait. <laughs> that's, all, that's all there is to, to do. But there's something that he sees that you don't see. For instance, some of the verses we t- that we looked at already about what God made be- beforehand, he saw you. Before you were born, he saw you. Before you were born, he knew what you were going to be. He knew what he was going to ask you to do. And so with the birth of birth of Jesus, for instance, he knew exactly when it would be, he knew exactly where it would be, and he prophesied about those things. So these things had to fall into place, and God is causing that to ha- happen, and everybody else has to wait as that takes place. Don't get ahead of him. When you're in your work, when you're operating in what God has made you for, when you're operating in your calling and your purpose, there's times that he's going to ask you to wait because he sees ahead. He knows what's coming next, and he doesn't want you to get ahead of that. He doesn't want you to, to, to get in the way of that. And so there's this, I call it, and it, maybe it's not to you, but to me it is frustrating. It's frustrating to wait and I don't like it, and I don't want to. But I've learned the timing of God is crucial. And when you get ahead of him, it's not going to mess his plan up, but it's going to mess you up. I've I've had to learn really the hard, hard, hard ways. I've learned as pastor, I've learned as an individual, when I'm praying and I feel that Holy Spirit and I sense that Holy Spirit just saying to me, just wait, wait, just wait. Sometimes what you're wanting to do is not wrong. Sometimes the idea you have is, is not wrong. It's, it is what God wants you to do, but it's not the time for it yet. Okay, so there's the, there's the waiting. Another thing that I talk about an awful lot, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but sometimes the answer is not wait, it's act, move right now. You've got to learn that too. He says move right now, do this right now, then you do that right now. Uh, delayed obedience is disobedience, okay? When God tells you to move and tells you to do it right now, then you do it right now but I just felt like I was supposed to concentrate more on the thing wait it very well could be that the Holy Spirit is dealing with somebody in the house right now about some things and what he wants you to do but uh, you're anxious about it and you're wanting to do it uh, you don't understand the timing of it and I get that I don't understand the timing of it but I just know that God does if you feel that sense of the Holy Spirit telling you to wait then wait The timing is just not right yet. What you're praying about may not be wrong. The timing may not be right. Okay? There's that one. Next one. 
Country preacher, you've heard me do this a lot. I operate in this uh, a lot. Country preacher said, I don't always know when the Holy Spirit is, but I sure know when he ain't. I wish I could. I should have wrote sure, like S-H-O-R-E, sure, know when he ain't. I don't always know when the Holy Spirit is, but I sure know when he ain't. Some of you get that right now. Some of you are not sure yet. I don't know why, but it's almost a universal truth, almost a universal truth that that plays out in the life of disciples of Christ who are wanting to know what, when, where, Lord, how do I do it? Where, when do I do it? Where do I go? How do I get this done? They're sincere about how does the Holy Spirit work through me? How... And I want to know where to go. I want to know who to talk to. And he doesn't make it plain to me. And that's, <laughs> that's frustrating. He doesn't make it plain to me. This is exactly what you're supposed to do, exactly where you're supposed to go, exactly who you're supposed to talk to. That's just not plain to me. But I think most of you, if you're sincere in your Christian faith, will agree with this. You may not have thought about this much. But isn't it easier to know what not to do? Okay, I'm not sure that this is what I'm supposed to do. But I know that's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm not sure this is where I'm supposed to go, but I know that's not where I'm supposed to go. This happened several years, long time ago. Actually, now, uh, I, had not, I had not pastored yet, and I was just anxious to get to work, you know, wanted to get to work. So I had talked to some churches on the phone and I have this thing I, you cannot copy this I, th I think this is weird I think I may be the only person in the room who has this but I just have this sense when I'm talking to somebody on the phone that this is right or this is wrong okay that uh, you know but anyway so I would talk to some churches on the phone and they, they you know tell me who they were and I'd tell them who, who I was talking to a church in St. Louis I've never had it happen quite this strong, never had it happen quite this way. But I was talking to a church in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, they were, they were interested. And I got on the phone with him. As soon as he picked up the other end of the phone, I knew this is wrong. And I can't tell you how I knew this is, this is wrong. And, and it, it, it was almost so strong, hang up the phone. I mean, it, but I, I didn't want to be rude. And I didn't know, well, is that just me? Is that the Holy Spirit? Again, don't copy this, all right? Don't be hanging up on folks just because you don't like them, all right? I didn't know, I didn't know them. I don't know anything about them. But the, the worst part about it was as uninterested as I was in them, they were more interested in me. And he just kept on, one, he was one to ask more and more. He said, hey, when can you come? And I wanted to say, I can't come. I'm not coming. <laughs> There's no way. I just want to hang up the phone. I don't always know the right thing. I don't always know the right thing. I don't always know the right decision to make. I, I don't. But I do have a better sense 
of the wrong one. That direction, that path, that decision is wrong. Now, I'm not, I, I, I want to make this plain. It doesn't make it sinful. I'm not necessarily talking about sin, right and wrong in that way. I'm just talking about making the right decision being Holy Spirit led. It's much easier for me to know what not to do. Paul, I looked this up again this morning. Paul on his second missionary journey, I wrote down some of the names. Uh, he was at a crossroads. I, I, I love to read the book of Acts because it helps me. It lets me know that those disciples are just, just like me. They just, they weren't sure. They made mistakes along the way. So Paul's at a crossroads and he tries to go into Asia and the Holy Spirit said no. And he turns, so like turn and right. And so instead he came back and said, okay, let's try to go left. And so he tries to go into Bithynia. And the Holy Spirit said no. And that night he saw a vision, a man of Macedonia waving, said, come unto us and help us. And Paul says that I discerned that the Holy Spirit was leading us that way. I love that story because I'm thinking, why not have the vision of the Macedonian first? Because it just hardly ever works that way. It just, it, the, the path is just hardly ever clear for anyone. And I hope that helps you. I, I hope that makes you feel like, because sometimes it's, it's easy for us to feel like, well, I'm the only one that's struggling. You know, I'm the only one that doesn't know what God wants, wants me to do. And then once I find out what God wants me to do, see, here's, here's the other thing. Once you find out what God wants you to do, you might be confused and thinking, oh, it's going to be easy. <laughs> oh, once, once I know what, what God wants me to do, then everything's just going to be clear. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not that way for anybody. It wasn't that way for Paul. Not that way for me. If it's that way for you, it's not fair, okay? So, Paul, why not just have the Macedonian vision first? Because it just doesn't hardly work that way for anybody. We try to go right. The Holy Spirit says no. We try to go left. The Holy Spirit says no. But then eventually through the trial, the struggle, the walking, the talking, the praying, the path does seem clear. If the path doesn't seem clear to you right now, please don't give up. You, you, just, you just stay in there and keep praying. Yeah, but everything I tried so far, everything I've tried so far, but you're not done yet. So most of, I don't always know when the Holy Spirit is, but I sure know when he ain't, okay? So you just keep on praying, keep on trying. It's like trying doorknobs on locked doors. Well, that one's locked, that one's locked. When are any of them? You just, you just keep, on, keep on trying. And the timing of it is important too, okay? So the timing, the country preacher, and then the last one, spiritually aware. I, uh, those of you that, who may be watching online, there's no way you can see this. 
And I don't do this very often. I'm going to ask you, the congregation that's, who's here, I'm going to ask you to reply out loud. The reason I don't do that very much is because there's no way any of the microphones can pick that up. So if anybody's watching online, whoever's watching online, they cannot hear what you say. So I don't do this very often. But I'm going to try to make a point here. And uh, so I'm going to start this way. Before church started, I asked the, the folks who are here in person to, to look at the stage and to find one thing that's very different. It's very different from what it always is. Now, if you're watching online, you can't see the difference. Okay. During the service, another thing happened on stage that's very different from what it always is. So now there are two things on stage that are very different from what they are every other week. Now, can anybody name me one of those things? You're going to have to, I have to hear it. Can anybody name it? That is true, but that's not one of them. What's that? This here, yes. That's one thing the folks who watch, I put this on the left side, and you cannot believe how much that has bugged me. The whole thing. In fact, since you got it, I'm going to do this, okay? That's where it's supposed to be. I have, I'm not, I don't have a lot of OCD like some in the room, but I have enough that that bugged me. There's one other thing. Now, those who are watching online can't see this. That I'll give you a hint. The, they're not signs, um. Banners are switched. Okay, right? Yeah. Some of you said, yeah, I was going to say that. No, you weren't. Let's look at the next verse. Verses. Spiritually aware. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Oropagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering, see that? I was passing through and considering the object, objects of your worship. I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. I perceive and I was considering, I was looking at, you see what he's saying there, right? Spiritually aware. Now, I use the thing on stage, and that has nothing to do with being, with being spiritually aware. But it is, how good are you at walking into a room and perceiving? How good are you at that? Walking into a room and perceiving, considering. Walking into a room and considering the objects of your worship, I kind of know what you're worshiping. I perceive by what I've heard you say. I perceive by what I'm hearing you say. And, I and I'm considering, when considering what I'm seeing, I'm figuring this out. Spiritually aware. The first one was timing. 
The second one was the country preacher. Spiritually aware is very different than those two. It's walking into a situation, meeting someone, uh, whether you know them or not, having having a meeting with someone, walking into church, walking into work, walking into school, walking into someone's home, walking into your own home. Husbands, can you not walk into your home? Husbands, can you not walk into your home and feel that your wife is mad at you? Some of you are not perceptive enough. And I've told you this before, Didi doesn't care. Didi has the take-me-out-to-eat face. I can walk into the house, or actually she, and she doesn't know she does this, but she usually walks up to me, and she has the take-me-out-to-eat face. And I cannot, in, I cannot intimidate. I cannot, what's the word? I can't do a face like that. Huh? Im, imitate or impersonate or intimidate. How spiritually aware are you? Sometimes the Holy Spirit is not working through you because you are not being spiritually aware enough for him to work through you. This is important. So I just did this about the stage. That that was just meant to be fun, kind of light. This is not so light. When you walked into church today, what have you heard? What have you seen? Are you paying attention? What have you heard other people say? What have you seen as far as like the expression on their face? Eyes don't lie. You can put a smile on your face and be sad in your eyes if you'll pay attention. You you can see that. A smile on a face actually means nothing because you can fake smile. You cannot fake your eyes. What have you seen? Have you seen those those around you? When you came to the Lord's house today, when you walked into church today, how spiritually aware are you? Or has it all been about you? Or is it, can it be, should it not be? The Holy Spirit working through you to reach, to help, to encourage someone else. So how many people, when you have been in the Lord's house already for an hour or so, how many people have you met that you're thinking in your mind, in in your spirit, they need encouragement, they need prayer, they need somebody to just say say a kind word, they need to hear an encouraging word. Have you even thought that way? Can you start paying attention so that the Holy Spirit can begin to use you and work through you. See, the, sometimes the reason he's not doing that has nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. All to do with me. I have this question. Is God no longer speaking? Is God no longer calling? It's nothing to do with God speaking or calling. 
God has spoken. God has called, and he's still doing that. It has nothing to do with God's not speaking. It has to do with us. We're not listening. We're not hearing it. We're not perceiving it. We're not considering it. Our mind is closed up. Our spirit is closed up. And so we come to church wondering, what's going to happen next? You know? Not considering that you're with all these other people around you and all these things going on in their life. And maybe, perhaps, couldn't it be terrific that the Holy Spirit would work through you to reach them? Now, that's just church. Go to Walmart. Do the same thing. You just walk by. You just pass by and you're so, uh, boy, this is convicting to me. You're so intent on filling the list, you know. And if you're OCD, you've got to do it in order. You, it's, you're so intent on filling the list. And you're passing by hundreds of people while you're filling the list. Has God made you and created you to fill a Walmart list? I doubt it. I really doubt it. I really doubt that in, in the grand design and scheme of God, he created you to be a shopper. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm moving on from that one. While you're shopping, there are hundreds of people around you. Are you spiritually aware of what's going on? When you get the phone call or you get the meeting and you think, oh, well, that's, you know, that's just by accident. Really? So you really think that, that your being at, in the Lord's house this morning is by accident? And, and you really think that, that somehow whatever's going to happen with you this, this, this afternoon is by accident. And the next time you're at work or school. And, and all of that's just by accident. You really believe that. Uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. God is, uh, is a predestined, pre-knowing God. He has made you for a purpose. There's a reason that I'm here today, and God knew exactly who would be here today and who would not be here today. He, he has got it designed. My job is to follow his design and to be spiritually aware, to pay attention, to look into your eyes. What would the Holy Spirit have me do and have me say? Well, I'm not wrapped up about lists and notes and, and other stuff. Now, as you read your Bible last week, as you read your Bible last week, what did the Holy Spirit say to you? As you read your Bible last week, what did the Holy Spirit say to you? Well, I, I read my Bible and I didn't hear it. Maybe you need to go back and read it again. And then maybe you need to read it a different way. Because it's not a lack of God speaking. All right? Let's just get that straight. It's not a lack of, it's not a lack of God speaking. The Bible has not come to an end. This is not a lack of God speaking. It's a lack of us listening, considering, and per perceiving. If you would stop 
trying to get through your devotion in the five minutes a day and get that over with and get that. If, if, if you would stop taking your devotional time, your Bible time, your prayer time, and making it something you check off the list, if you would stop doing that, if you would start, start to give God the time that he deserves and allow him to speak to you, then maybe he would begin speaking to you. Somebody said it this way, God would say a whole lot more if we gave him time to speak. God would be saying a whole lot more if we gave him time to speak. So in your Bible, as you read your Bible last week, now some of you did not read your Bible last week and you wonder why you're spiritually dry. I already gave you the answer. There's not another one. All right? There's not another. There's not another secret out there. Bible-less, prayer-less, spirit-less. Bible-less, prayer-less, spirit-less. There is no other way. There's not another secret. So, if you didn't read your Bible last week and you can't figure out why God isn't answering your prayers, why God isn't giving you direction, that's why. Back to it. Those of us who did. What did God say to you? Fortunately, many years ago, many, many years ago, some pastors met on a Tuesday at noon. And I was part of that group. And there was a pastor in that group. I'm glad that he did this. When he led the group, almost inevitably, he would go around the room and he would say to those of us in the room, what has God said to you this week through his word? What has God said to you this week through his word? And we were expected to answer. This is what God has said to me. This is what God has shown me. He looked at me one time and I actually had something to say, I praise the Lord. He said, what has God shown you this week that's new? Well, God actually had. Man, what has God shown you this week that's new? Being spiritually aware. One of the reasons that God is not showing us, speaking to us, is because we're not watching we're not looking for it. We're not listening for it. And so we don't see it. We don't see it because we're not watching. We don't hear it because we're not listening. I, I, I'm going to tell you, just don't say this to me much. Why isn't God answering my prayer? Why isn't God listening to me? Where is God? No. That's the wrong question. Where are you? Where are you? That's the question. When God walked through the garden, he said, Adam, where are you? That's really the problem. It isn't that God has moved. Where, where would he move to? It isn't that God has moved. It's me. It's me. My struggle with this message today was what not to say. And my struggle with what to say was a struggle in God's word and struggle in prayer. And it didn't come easy. And it didn't come in five minutes. 
It came after a long time. And I've been preaching for 32 years. And it came after a long time of prayer, a long time in God's word. It finally became clear. And that became clear to me. That's the answer. That's what I'm supposed to say. There are three things. I just took the top three. The timing that I don't always know when the Holy Spirit is, but I sure know when he ain't, and then spiritually aware. What I'm going to encourage you to do is take your Bible this week and, and get in it, and then take your prayer time this week and get in that. And if things have been spiritually dead for you here lately, it's time to stop that. It's time to stop that. It's time to start getting into God's word, getting into prayer. Say, God, I, I want to hear from you. I want to see you. I want to hear you. And I'm not going to give up until I do. Okay? I'm tired of being spiritually dead and dry. I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to move in me and to get on with what you have made me for. I'm going to ask you to stand. And Grady, I believe, is uh, going to help us with the imitation this morning. I'm going to ask you to bow your head with us as we begin our prayer time. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What do you, how do you need to reply and respond? As the Holy Spirit leads you, uh, the time is now. The timing is now. The Holy Spirit speaking to you. He's trying to lead you. He's trying to sh show you. And I know that things probably aren't very plain and clear, but they will be after time. If you need to come to an altar and pray, say, Lord, I just, I, I just want to know. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know the direction to take. I, I, I want to know. I want to do the right thing. I want to be about the business that you have made me for. I, I want to do what you've created me for. I don't know what that is. Or maybe some of you do know where I find myself a lot. I do know what the Lord wants me to do. But God, how am I going to do it? How, how am I going to do this? Lord, show me. Lord, help me. Lord, speak to me. And he does. And he does in his own way. As he plays and sings this morning, if you have a need of any kind, or if you're searching, then we invite you to come and pray. Don't wait for anyone else. If the Holy Spirit's leading you, you just come and pray. That's what this time's for. Come and pray.